0: To Aussie Vision, I'm Mike and I'm Dale and welcome to our review and rank series for Eurovision 2023 and today is all about one of the massive hitters, it's Isolito.
1: Exactly, and we were there last year of course for Eurovision and we spent an entire Month in the country, including pretty much at White Lotus, didn't we? Yes, we
0: did. We (laughs) spent some time in Taormina. None of us managed to die on a yacht or anything like that.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. It was the location for the famous show White Lotus. We went there before the show was on. Many Aperol Spritz were drunk during that time. It was a great trip. So let's get
0: on to them at the Eurovision Song Contest Dale. Since their return to the competition in 2011, Italy had been one of the absolute powerhouses of the Eurovision Song Contest Dale. They have only missed the top 10 twice in 11 attempts including a massive winter morning skin in 2021 now I believe only Sweden beats that record now they are also coming off a top 10 a sixth place finish with their host entry from last year which is the best host entry finish since 2016
1: so they know how to do it Italy They do know how to do it. They really have been a powerhouse for so long. And I must say, I generally have enjoyed nearly all their entries as well. So they came back with a bang. Mm, Absolutely. And keeping the run
0: going this year, they hope, Dale, will be Marco Mengoni with Due Vite.
1: Let's talk about Marco. Look, Many of us will remember the 34-year-old amazing Italian singer from 10 years ago when he was just 24 and he competed at Eurovision 2013 with Le Essenziale. He was in the blue suit, he looked great, and he finished 7th place on the night. Mm-hmm. Since then, he's gone on to be even a bigger star in Italy. He was big then, but he has been huge for that last decade countless singles, countless albums that have all charted and done incredibly well. We were in Italy last year. We basically saw him everywhere, every metro, on TV, all the time.
0: Yeah, he couldn't go on the Milan metro without seeing him, hearing him everywhere, absolutely everywhere.
1: So when he entered this year in Sanremo, he was the big favourite going in, and he delivered taking out that title to book his place at Eurovision with the currently three minutes 30 odd or whatever it is version so we haven't got the three minute version yet
0: we'll get to that a bit later shall we dale i'll kick us off on the pros on this one shall i i have to say dua vite has that genuine truly heartfelt italian ballad style to it so it has an authenticity i think to both marco and italy as a country so for
1: me that really really works Can I just say, number one, it's Marco (laughs) Effing Mengoni. That live performance at San Remo, it just brings a magic to this studio song itself. It's all about him in that performance. He brings something live, which is just incredible. When he stood on stage and at San Remo and did that, it just was fantastic. And it's all about the way he delivers with emotion and that cracking vocal.
0: Yeah, he's got a presence, hasn't he? He's got that real star quality about him. And I have to say, whether it's in the build-up to the contest or in Liverpool, this guy will be a headline act. He is going to get a lot of attention. Plus, I think that previous Eurovision experience should be very, very uh, advantageous for him as well. So, yeah, massive pro
1: uh, positive that he's been there. And also, this is a nice big Italian ballad. Where are the ballads this year at Eurovision? There's not many and he doesn't have to go through. I mean, he'd sail through a semi-final anyway, but you've got to have both public and jury appeal here. We don't have many ballads. We certainly don't have really many male ballads. This will stand out. For sure. And Italy have always done well in the public votes. Votes will be coming for this.
0: Yeah, I was going to mention they always get the votes. So I don't need to worry about that now. I will say some of the production choices with this song, I love them. There's some subtle changes of pace, which stops it from being just a monotonous one kind of pace ballad. He also delivered variations in the vocal during his San Remo performances, which once again, just changing it up a little bit here and there, changing the pace, changing the inflection. I think that can keep the interest going for the duration of the song.
1: Yeah, and think about, we've just mentioned the public vote. It's always there. Italy do very well. I think they've pretty much been first, eighth in the last five. But also the juries here, they've sometimes struggled a little, but I think they've got a positive this year in the fact that, look at the other big songs competing. It's Norway and it's Finland, even Sweden to a point, even though that we know that'll do well with the jury probably they're these kind of upbeat poppy type of things that don't kind of allow this amazing vocal thing and let's go back to North Macedonia winning the jury in 2019 juries do fall for this and I think he's got that corner of the market very strong here to do very well on both
0: all right, Dale, well, it can't all be uh, good stuff, really. Let's talk about some drawbacks here. Now, this is a good quality, traditional Italian kind of ballad, but it's certainly not the best I've ever heard. Now, for example, the Fai Ramore, felt like that had more emotional weight when I heard it. Now, even considering the amount of layers it's now got, no, previously, I still think it was a better song. And even at San Remo, I didn't think this really connected with me immediately. He kept being top of the leaderboard all the time, and to be honest, I'll scratch him ahead a couple of times. Going, oh, kind of heard better songs,
1: sacrilege. But anyway, no, I have to say, <laughs> I have to say some drawbacks, and there are. The song, I do agree, it isn't as strong as some other ones could be, and and I think in the studio alone. It's not the strongest out there, the vocal and the live performance brings it. So when you've got that song there, people normally see through. You've you've got to have the song to go with it. So as much as they're going to love the live performance, the song is going to probably bring it down a notch compared to like a Fight Morte and some other um, ballads that have come from Italy in the past. So yeah, that definitely is a question mark.
0: I'm going to talk about staging options now, Dale. And for me, they look pretty thin with this song. It's not a song that lends itself to elaborate staging or a narrative or anything or like that. This will live and die on what Marco brings to the stage. And that's a tough ask in a contest where I think there's going to be some big, big performances. So maybe the juries might not get swayed by all the, the fireworks by other people, but I think the televote might.
1: Yeah, true, true. And there's one part of his performance that's always kind of been a bit head-scratching for me is he just doesn't know how to look at the camera. <laughs> he was like this in 2013. He was like this at Sun and ML. He likes to look off in the middle distance, like, I don't know, he's on Broadway or something. You've got to connect with the camera. And, look, he does look good down the camera, connect with people. So I hope he's going to find a way to bring that, and he doesn't bring the kind of ego of I'm Marco Mangoni and I'm going to perform how I'm going to perform which I kind of feel is going to happen and I feel like he's going to look everywhere but the camera and you need to connect with the camera didn't look too much at the camera it's our remote
0: I'm also going to bring here the edit we haven't heard a three minute version of this the current version is still three minutes 40 on the Eurovision YouTube feed this worries me because we've heard some unflattering edits out of Italy before, and if that happens, it could just generally ruin the natural flow of the song, and I think that is what really worked at Sanremo.
1: Look, I did hear a an edit a fan did, and it sounded very good. Obviously, that's just a fan. Um, so I think there's room here compared to back in 2017 when they just butchered it, <laughs> literally just cut it out like with no editing. Um, my final point is I used to say Italy is the new Sweden at Eurovision. Now, is Italy the new Sweden at Eurovision when it comes to uh, fatigue? We went through a fatigue of Sweden for a few years and their style of music. I feel like we've had this authentic, this stuff, and Italy's fitted really well into that. This year, the songs and what people are loving is very upbeat. It's pop, it's slick, and that's why Sweden's fitting back nicely into it. Will there be fatigue? Are we a bit over this now? Authenticity and ballads and earnestness and the Italianness of it all. I just kind of have a feeling maybe we've got a little bit of fatigue with Italy and we'll have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Mumbled and Blanco had a lot of hype going in. Probably fell a little bit flat in the end. On well, the
1: butchered it? the live as well. Yeah.
0: Also, and my last point on the drawbacks, I think running order here could end up being a massive, massive factor where this finishes on the scoreboard. If he has an early running order, I can really see this being overshadowed by a lot of entries that are still to come. And that tells me that the song's a little weak because if you are concerned about the running order, or I'm concerned about the running order, I don't know if you've got the package that really stands out well dale as we know it's not always just about you and me it is also members of the aussie vision team as well so i'm very interested to find out where they ranked marco
1: yeah i was really interested too i didn't know how they were going to treat this song and let's find out mm. the aussie vision team have ranked italy 10th okay top That's 10 top 10's good not bad. Mm-hmm. Look, we did have eight in the top ten from the individuals. Uh, we had a couple of second places, but we also had four song, four of them put it in the thirties. Four. Four of the team put wow. it in the thirties. That doesn't happen very often with Italy. Mm. So there's definitely it's not resonating with everybody. That's for sure. Well, that, l- let's listen to a couple of the top voters here. We're going to hear from Liv, and we're going to hear from Stephen.
0: Due is the type of entry that if it resonates with you, it's going to provoke all sorts of emotion, even if you can't understand Italian. When I watched it live at San Remo, I couldn't help but be compelled to sit up and pay this man attention. He has the presence and passion to burn when he performs. That last big chorus he does makes me feel like I want to punch a wall, but like in a really good, really passionate Italiano way. Marco is the only one of the solo male ballads this year that has both sort of the song and the pipes to really capture both Televote and Jury. As long as he doesn't completely butcher and lose the magic of the song in his Eurovision cut, which I am a little worried about, he should have somewhat of a captive audience here. Historically, Italy does well with the Televote, especially with his ultra-mega Italiano entries. Somewhat controversially, I think this is actually in the running to win Eurovision 2023. Marco Mengoni's Due vite" offers up, in my view, the best male vocal we'll hear at Liverpool 2023 and also one of the strongest ballads in the competition. I'm always astounded by the passion he manages to uh, inject into his music, which I think transcends the Italian language. Having said that, the lyrics of this song are also beautiful, and it's also beautiful musically. The song is about two lives, and this is definitely Marco's second Eurovision life, and actually I prefer it to L'Essenziale, for me, it's a bit of a dark horse at the competition. If Italy can have a bigger dark horse, it's going a little bit under the radar at the moment, and I genuinely cannot wait to hear him perform this live in
1: Liverpool. Well, both Liv and Steve see this for what it is—a big, amazing ballad that he is going to perform really well, and that they can see that this stands out. And they're talking dark horses. They're even Liv saying potential winner.
0: Mm, I'm not sure about the dark horse thing. I think it is on for a good result because Italy always do and he's an incredibly experienced performer. I'm glad they mentioned the presence that he has on stage and the, the point of difference because I think it is the magnetic sort of energy that Marco has that can, can really bring the result from, I don't know, a song that I'm still yet to be completely convinced about.
1: Well, Liv did share your concern about the edit as well. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't all glowing positives. Mm-hmm. Well, should we get to our a rank, Michael? Do you want to go first? I shall. Italy's run of quality Eurovision entries continues for me.
0: Although this isn't the greatest ballad Italy's produced, there is an underlying quality here in both composition and artist. It's a song I don't find myself completely seeking out, but whenever I hear it, I absolutely fall in love with it once again. I do have concerns that it may not have the bells and whistles to push it past some other performances on the night, but I think Marco's previous Eurovision experience will help him immensely, and I can see him bringing home the goods on this one. I have ranked Due Vite in 7th.
1: Oh, 7th. That's still good. Yeah. That's I was going to be worried there for a moment. I think I've been pretty <laughs> generous. Oh, I think that's fine. Thank you very much. Yeah, but I, I really do enjoy it. It is a very,
0: very good quality piece of music.
1: Well, you're right, I'll start on mine. It is stunning. And you really just need to take that live performance into account, forget the studio, it's about that live. And when he came on and performed that the first time at San Remo, now I'm a Marco Mangoni fan, I do like his approach of it, but I had high expectations and he delivered. I had shivers. I brivety. Like I really I just loved it. I mean I wasn't shaking and crying, but I wasn't far off. It was so good. And I think it's just the quality he brings, the charisma, the that presence and the way he performs with the emotion that he has. I just think it is just something that will people will want to pick up the phone for and things that jury will go on to. Look, I think this will connect with a lot of people and it'll connect with jury, but how many? I do have that question mark about where this sits in the modern day competition, but look at the facts. Look how Italy does over time. This really does have a chance of doing very, very well. I expect this to get a very good result. I don't think I'm out of the dark horse to win, but I tell you what. When I was looking at the odds the other day, and I think I saw something at Italy at like sixty to one or something. I was like, I'll take it at least on an each way because <laughs> I think I could see this top three and a surprise top three. So I love it. I personally ranked it. Not in the top three, but in fourth.
0: Oh, okay. You do like this one, though. And you have been in love with Sanremo for a couple of years now, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but it's not just that. You know mm. what I mean? I put um, Mahmoud and Blanco, I think, in the 20s last year. Mm. So it's yeah. I don't just love everything that comes out of Italy, but I think this is good. It's no fighter more, eh? mm-hmm. But it's it's a pretty good um, effort, nonetheless.
0: No, fair enough. I think you bring up an interesting point about if there's going to be a change in sort of uh, vibe and viewer feel for the contest because we have gone through that big authentic period and the Italians did very very well throughout that are we going back into the more bombastic performance era now you know at Eurovision we'll see I guess we'll see
1: there's always room for a ballad though and this is the one this year this is the ballad isn't it yeah Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that
1: is our review and rank on Italy. I hope you enjoyed that. Yes. Good luck, Italy. I hope they do well, but maybe not win. (laughs) I'm not ready to go back to another Eurovision in Italy yet. I
0: don't think they're ready for us either.
1: (laughs) All right. See you later.
0: Thanks for joining us.